What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? This is the 12th Host Podcast, and I'm Jenna Claire. And yeah, I stirred the pot. I've been stirring the pot a little bit lately. I made a, a little a, a little dictionary of all the spiritual woo-woo jargon terms that get tossed at you in the spiritual community, especially for people who are new in embarking, embarking, embarking on a spiritual journey. They start hearing all those words like illumination and enlightenment and shadow work and dark night of the soul and what the hell is a chakra and you know and it sounds so pretentious it sounds so pretentious like we literally sound so full of ourselves and we're such superior beings and and saying all of these words makes you sound oh so spiritual you want to know what a dark night of the soul is it is like what most would call a crisis in faith basically like something tragic traumatic happens maybe you have a, a great loss or something like that and you're just plunged into all this depression and sadness and that's literally what a dark night of the soul is and it can last any amount of time it can last a couple days it can last a couple weeks months it could even last up to years but that's what it is and we 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 have these terms that make us sound so conscious and and superior and enlightened But it really just comes off condescending (laughs) more than anything. And that's why I made this little teeny tiny dictionary. Because trust me, there are a lot of words. But I picked the most prominent ones that people would hear. Like the Claire's. Like my middle name is Jenna Claire. And I was like, like, is this a group of people that that have Claire in their name? No. It was to describe certain types of intuitive abilities. Claire is French, meaning clear, so you would have clairvoyance for an example, which means clear seeing. It's like your third eye chakra is just busted wide open, you know? So, yeah. I needed to, to break it down for people because... It's really getting on my nerves that people just compile a caption that sounds oh so profound and they're just stitching together a bunch of words that make them sound like a guru and really it's not, right? It's just they they heard it from somebody else who heard it from somebody else who heard it from somebody else or they googled a quote or they made something sound more than it actually was because if you were to I don't know call them on it and ask what they mean by this particular sentence or paragraph they probably wouldn't be able to answer which is why it's like if you can't explain it to a five-year-old what you're what you're talking about then then you don't know it that well and and putting in all of these big words that make you sound spiritual I can't wait to write my woke versus awake article I think I'm going to do that one next well then you just sound like a condescending pretentious 
asshole with a dash of narcissism in there because it I hate labels I'm just gonna say I hate labels I find them to be tacky really and it's just like the more I hear light worker and I'm a Palladian or I'm a crystal child or I'm an indigo child or I'm this and I'm that and it's just like does it make you feel any better to have such a spiritual quote-unquote profound label attached to who you are as a person and if you're wondering what a palladian is it's a it's a human alien from the uh palladies star cluster um in the constellation of taurus and they were apparently the next step in human evolution and they came here to help nurture people and advance them in their spiritual journey their consciousness kind of vibrates in the fifth dimension and that's why um they became known as star seeds because the cherokee believed them to be seeds of light so it it is just just be you if you believe that you're a palladian then believe that you're a palladian but do you do you have to wear it as a badge of honor all the time because other people don't necessarily know what you're talking about or know how to reference it or even like indigo or crystal children born in a certain year that came here with a certain purpose or between certain years and that's cool do you you're an indigo child you're a crystal child stop parading around your superiorness and and do something but that's why i hate when when people throw out all of these words and and can't just break it down in into a very manageable comprehensible sentence or explanation like i knew somebody who went and had a reading done and didn't understand a damn thing that the person was saying because they just used so many spiritual terms and and i feel that the message was really lost on them and got them all misconstrued and confused and you know pointing fingers where fingers shouldn't have been pointed but that's the problem with with all of these spiritual terms that people toss out there and new people might not even know what they are like we even walk around calling people muggles which was taken from harry potter but it's it's a derogatory term for people who don't practice spirituality or believe in magic and it's it's just like that's where that's where we are right now calling people muggles because they don't believe what you believe and i find it's like garbage <laughs> it's really garbage <laughs> like some of the the definitions that i put up there were um hermetic or hermeticism hermeticism words are hard for me sometimes but that's an ancient occult tradition encompassing alchemy astrology and theos theos (laughs) i'm horrible at pronouncing words 
theosophy. Theosophy. There we go. Words. Oh my God. I'll get it together. I promise y'all. Theosophy. <laughs> but, uh, but that was based on the teachings of um, Hermes Tremestigus. I probably butchered that, but I don't even give a I don't give a shit at this point. And he was a Hellenistic. Um, it's a combination, a combination of Hellenistic uh, teachings mixed with Greek, the Greek god Hermes and the Egyptian god Toth. But yeah, basically, Hermeticism is alchemy, and alchemy includes astrology and so on and so forth. But I had to look that up too. Like we have <laughs> love and light. I'll keep bringing this up until I beat it into people's head. Love and light is not a sentiment that you wish somebody. Love and light is the reminder of that at the core of who we are, our souls is love and light. So basically when you wish somebody, oh, I wish you love and light or I'm sending you love and light, you're just basically wishing them themselves, which is not a bad thing, but it's the context in which you're using it is taken out of context dimensions we are always the 3d the 5d the this the that but we never explain what the dimensions actually are so the first dimension is being you and there that there's only me there's no separation then the second dimension introduces a second point which is the first awareness of separation duality and polarity the third dimension is is earth and it's our experience with others and other points the fourth dimension is when we sleep that is the astral or etheric plane that you hear a lot of people saying that they astral travel or astral project that is the dimension in which they do it and it's more of a subconscious thing or than a conscious thing. The fifth dimension is a realm of higher thought. And so that is where spiritual beings, where you can go up, reach up to through your consciousness to focus on spiritual advan- uh, advancement for everyone, yourself and the universe. But that's what... <laughs> You know, dimension. Oh, Mercury retrograde. Look, anything that is deemed retrograded as far as a planet goes just means that it's slowed down to the point where it almost appears like it's going backwards, but it's really not. But the most popular that you hear is Mercury, and that's because it's the closest to Earth, and it's made up of a lot of iron. So when it's close to Earth, in its retrograde motion it's like a big magnet and that's why it messes up communications and technology now i don't know why they always say oh your exes come back during your mercury i have yet to have that happen to me and i got a lot of them but it does mercury also rules communications too so in, in retrograde, it's more of a reflective kind of type deal 
like a review and stuff like this so maybe that's why they feel like exes come back because you know maybe your ex had a, a moment where they're like nostalgic and thinking and maybe they call you or whatever 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 but it's not my experience that that happens during a mercury and retrograde but i will say that contracts <laughs> are affected because my mother and i got a car last mercury and retrograde and the, sh- the, the car has had nothing but problems and the people that have sold us the car have been shitty and underhanded to say the least so lesson learned there so i will say read the fine print and ask a lot of questions if you are signing contracts or looking at contracts or getting into a deal with somebody that's about it chakras are is a sanskrit word for disc or wheel their energy centers in your body there are seven well-known seven chakra locations which is the top of your head between the brow line your throat middle of chest solar plexus and just above the navel and between the hips and so if you get a blockage in in these energy centers then it can cause physical or emotional pain like we have mudras which means seals these are the hand gestures you make when you're doing yoga or meditation yeah i already talked about the pleiades the pleiadians you know indigo people there's there's five different generations uh like every 10 years so you have the alpha born 58 to 68 beta 68 78 gamma 78 88 delta 88 98 and omega 98 to 2008 and these are people that have special unusual and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities i would have probably i well i would be a gamma generation indigo child but yeah and i did put a link in my um blog if you want to read more on it rainbow children came in the 2000s they were kind of the the children born from crystal children in the 80s crystal or yeah crystal children are born between 1990 and and 2010 and like again both of these have intuitive abilities <sighs> we have earth angels they will are believed to be actual angels incarnated on earth and physical body to teach humanity love and kindness talked about the dark night of the soul your saturn return it happens between you know 27 to 31 like every 29 years it depends on when your Saturn falls, if it was moving into another sign, blah, 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 blah. The reason why it takes 29 years is because it's a big, slow-moving planet. So it needs to take, it takes 29 years from where it was when you were born to, to circle back around. And it comes with, like, a zodiac sign. Mine's, uh, my Saturn's in Sagittarius, so it's not bad there, but, uh, like my saturn return i spent most of it being drugged in a court by the paternal my paternal my kid's paternal grandmother that was fun it's usually a shit show it's about a two and a half three year shit show of your life really light worker so tired of that shadow work basically it's putting a pause on judging yourself for everything you don't want to think feel or address about yourself and accepting it and embracing it with compassion basically 
and a lot of people seemingly have a problem doing that but yeah like if you want to go check out my terms go ahead there's quite a few of them i tried to you know (laughs) get as many as i possibly could but yeah go check them out and they're at on my wordpress blog so it's uh, at house of pisces and yeah go check out the other articles that i have uh tossed out there so thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode bye